Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of I Think I'm Human 2. I have my husband with me. Good morning, good afternoon, good... Good evening, good day. Evenings, good... Good Britons. all of the above. Yeah. We have both of our girls out today because, well, we're going to talk about our first year of marriage, and the dogs were our life, so let's get into it. Hadley's definitely going to steal the show. Hadley will be the stealer, like the stealer of the show. Oh, speaking of, that's actually really good. So Hadley's our German short hair pointer. If you follow me on Instagram or really any sort of social media, you already know who Hattie is. Hadley was born on our <laughs> wedding day, 528 of 22. And I, we were really in the market for a pointer. Raphael's never had one, um, but I really wanted one. I knew that we loved, I grew up with German short hair pointers and I really wanted one. My dad loved them. My mom loves them. My mom's had many. My dad's had many. I've said that many times, but anyways, um, so I kind of sold Raphael on a pointer and a second dog just to begin with was kind of like something that he wasn't a hundred percent sold on, but I finally got him on board. And then my mom found Hadley's batch and they were born on 528. So we ended up, um, kind of fighting out another family for her. Um, the family like went to see her and I think ended up choosing the boy. Thank God. So we didn't really like fight them, but we were like, we really want the girl. Like we really wanted a girl. So here she is. We named her Hadley because we, Raphael wanted Illy for I love you for wedding day, baby. And I wanted Hattie because we honeymooned um, spontaneously in Manhattan. So that's where Hattie and Illy combined and we got Hadley. So it's like Natalie with just an H. So let's get into it. Okay. So our first year of marriage, Raphael and I just celebrated in Mexico. If you saw last week's episode, I really wanted to film in Mexico with him, but it was actually kind of a work. It was a work trip um, with a little bit of fun mixed in. Obviously, you're in Mexico. How can you not have fun? But when it was done working for like the resort, because it was actually the resort that hosted us, they were absolutely amazing. When we were in Mexico, we were we were working. And um, by the time that like the day got over with or the morning, the next morning came about, I was like, I don't want to film my podcast right now so I got the one episode out I'm so sorry that I didn't get to film more but oh well here we are so we woke up on 528 last year to a rainstorm and I immediately was like oh fuck but I think rain means good luck on your wedding day they say rain means good luck Mm -hmm. I didn't know that cheers by the way cheers we've been loving Alani nutrition they they're the ship. Yes, they are. Um, Very good. We get their variety packs. We used to get the Celsius variety packs from Costco, but yes. now we're in our Alani New era. Yeah, and they have coffee as well. Yeah, protein. you like the coffee. He likes the protein coffees better than I do. Okay, so let's get down into it. So oh. let's talk a little bit. I know I've shared on social media many times, like kind of Raphael's and I's story. Um, I think it's kind of funny saying it in front of him because it's like, I don't, we don't really talk about it. Like, you're not like, oh, how'd you guys meet? Like every day, I'm not like... Do you remember how you met me? You flabbergasted, but you go ahead. I do. I give yeah. a little emphasis, emphasis and yeah. I also leave out a part that <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I just leave a part out. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> Raphael and I met years and years back. Um, I thought he was really cute. I actually, if you can see on camera, if you're watching on YouTube, Raphael has two full sleeves, but one of his sleeves is completely full of Florida. And so Raphael has some like tattoos and I grew up in Florida and he has some tattoos of things that I immediately recognize. Like he's got the, you got the tangerine or the oranges. Um, you got 407's area code, which is Orlando. I knew that right away. Um, what other things you got? He's got the Seminoles. He's Your literally hands got- are really cold. 
And with well, all help due me respect, and give me your fucking arm. With all due respect, please stop touching. <laughs> I uh, am free. He has like hand. Orange County outlined. Like he's got some stuff that I recognize. I'm still waiting for my tattoo to be on him because he has no <laughs> yeah, reason. Facts. You've had a full yeah. year. Right. You've Speed it up, Bucko. Year. Figure it out, Bucky. I will. I, I got something planned. Right on my uh, backside because you like to. Is that what we should do for this week's entertainment? My butt crack, go so. I don't like to look at your butt crack. Did you just say that? You like to look at my butt crack. No, I don't like to, actually. Well, you have a weird infatuation about it. I don't no, know. No, I have a weird infatuation with the fact that you lie that your butt crack is never out, and it is. So I'm always like, hey, your butt crack's out. And he's like, why are you looking? Because it's always fucking out. But you got to you gotta know what the difference is between a lower back. Oh, Jesus and a butt Christ. Crack. It's your full ass crack. I literally have taken photos of it. And I've posted right, them online. Okay, exactly. Enough. We went on a date. I was 19 at the time. Pro- yeah. yeah. Right? I think mm-hmm. it was 19 or 20. Yeah. I don't remember. No, 20. At the, I think it was 20. I was 20 years old because it was right before I turned 21. Remember? Yes. Okay. So it was the year that I almost turned. I was about to turn 21 that year. We went to Cane's and we went on like our first date. Oh and, my God. Okay. Let me just Go tell ahead. you my side of the story and then I'll let Raphael to his side. If it's a little different. So anyways, I met him at my friend's house because like my parents were kind of strict, even though I was 20 years old. I'd lived with them at that point, right? Yes. Yeah. I was living with them. So I met him at my friend's house and it's funny because I was 20 years old, but I still had like a curfew and all this shit. So I was like, I felt really uncomfortable, like having a guy come pick me up from my parents' house. So I met him at a friend's house. I dropped my car there. He like drove me. We went to Kane's. And it's like the Canes in Dinkytown, Minneapolis, which I don't know why we went to that one. Were we just like driving for fun? I don't remember why we... I don't know. I don't know why. I don't either. Yeah. But we went in there and this Canes is like a very small... Canes is like a chicken finger restaurant around us. It's very good. Everyone loves it. Like anyway, so we go in, but it's like all college which granted I was like at that age at the time, but we got in and like he was paying. Mind you, you drove a challenge... No, you drove a charger at this time and his charger had like a movie screen in it. And that's very crucial to the story because when we went to order, he made a joke to the person, but Raphael's like joking is very stern. Like he'll say like back in the day, you like make, you make jokes and you like won't laugh. Like you'll just like, he'll be very sarcastic and he waits to see what people say. So he was like, if my card declines, just blink twice. But he said it just like that. So I was like, oh my God, this motherfucker just drove me in probably this like $800 car payment a month car. And he can't even afford my gains. They're so dramatic. I know. (laughs) Anyways, then Raphael (laughs) loves extra sauce, like loves sauces. Anywhere we go, he's like, just bring the whole blue cheese, like just bring the whole bucket, like just bring it all. And that night they, he was like, he paid for extra cane sauce. And when they brought us the tray. Go ahead. Keep going. You're so weird. When they brought us the tray, he was, if you're what, if you're not watching and you're just listening, he was just like analyzing his wedding ring. Are you contemplating something right now? No, I'm not. Are you looking back and (laughs) analyzing all your regrets? No, just continue your flabbergasted story. This is true. This really happened. This isn't even like my true fun. But go ahead. Anyways, so the tray came out and there wasn't extra sauces. He got up and was like kind of dramatic for my liking. But now I know it is just him. And it was funny. But he was like, I just want to see what you say 
to like him being like, I need extra salt. Like he literally, he didn't throw like a fit. Like you didn't like, you weren't angry at them, but he was like, he's so large and in charge. So anytime he's like coming at someone like, Hey, you forgot this. They're like, Oh my God. Okay. Sorry. Like, I don't know. It was something that I didn't love. Then the next time we went out, we never even kissed. We literally never kissed until right before. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm just waiting on my turn. You're so annoying. No, because you're so dramatic and you How just called me dramatic. No, you were dramatic that night. But your life is dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> You're not talking yeah. about that right now. <laughs> Anyways, so we um, then met one more time. We I went out with a bunch of my coworkers and I invited him out and he had these really ugly jeans on. Do you remember what jeans I'm talking about that I made you throw away after we started dating? They were black jeans. No, with they weren't. Zipper. They were black jeans no, with gold weren't. zippers. Baby, no, they weren't. They were the ones that were like those um, wash jeans, like they were darker with like wash and they had like all the lines in the front. You're talking about the biker jeans. Those, they, I didn't, uh, they I look didn't like rock washboard the jeans. biker jeans. They look like washboard jeans. Everyone. And Raphael's, okay, this is another thing. Like <laughs> I love him so much. I'm sorry to roast your looks. I love you. No, 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 but no. no. I'm going to so roast upper, you back. He's so big up top. And so when he was in his skinny jean era, he just looked like <laughs> I could push you over. <laughs> Try it. No, come on. No, cut the tape. Try it. Come on. Oh, my God. That was so funny. Try it. Okay. Anyways. Gosh. Anyways, we went our separate ways after that. There was like an incident that happened like right after that where um, I just was acting a fool and went out with like my friends and he was supposed to meet us and like this whole thing went down and he was like, okay, I just, you're partying too much. Like you were kind of fizzling out of your partying era and I was just fizzling into it because I was just about to turn 21. And so... Um, we kind of went our separate ways after that, but throughout the years, like we would see each other all the time. Like he would bounce on the weekends. Um, or we would just randomly see each other in different spots. Yeah. Well, yeah, but bouncing was the main one. So he would like pick up a job. Um, he would pick up like working at a bar. So I ended up moving from my parents' house to the suburbs with a girlfriend and it's a random ass suburb. Right. And we went to like just the local dive bar. No big deal he ended up bouncing there and we were like, I literally almost shit myself. Cause I was like, this is so weird. Like I'm very like, I don't believe in coincidences type things. And I was like, why are you here? Do you remember being like, what are you doing out here? And you're like, what yeah. are you doing out here? Yeah. Very random. And it was a ratchet bar too. Like it still is a very ratchet bar. So I'm sure he was probably like, Oh God, what is this bitch about to get into here? <laughs> he doesn't say the B word, but I do. Anyways, yeah. then a couple years goes past, like him and I kind of like would see each other out every once in a while. Um, and then I moved downtown and I went to a downtown bar, like religiously. It was my favorite bar. I would go there nonstop. I was there literally probably six days a week. That's really sad. But anyways, one random day I walk into this bar and who's bouncing at the door? This mother lover. I should have threw you out right then and there. You should have. That would have been really hot. Actually. I've never been thrown out of a bar. I'd have put you over my. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Over my shoulder. Anyways, or picked you up by the trousers and tossed you like one of them old school movies. Just yeah. So I knew what Raphael's real job was, too. Like, we don't really talk about it on social media, but I knew what his real job was and like his full time job. I guess bouncing is a real job. I don't mean to be like disrespectful. Um, Side gig. His his bouncing was his side gig and like his full time job. I knew what he had done, but um, I didn't really know the in-depth descriptions of it. But one day I got called for jury duty. This is years go past, right? So what was this, like three years? I don't know. Since I we first played met a lot of football. You can't. 
put times on stuff with Sometimes me. talking to you is like frustrating. I know it is. Anyways. I love it. I got called for jury duty and he swiped up on my Snapchat story because I like said that I was at that courthouse. And this is at the time he was working at the courthouse. That was like where his main location was out of. And he swiped up my story and goes, what, which judge do I need to talk to? And uh, I just like laughed. I was like, no, I'm actually here for jury duty. That kind of like sparked our um, like reopen line of communication. Yeah. and then we Because it had been quite a while. I mean, I got back with an ex-boyfriend. You were dating someone too. So like, and we kind of knew that. Like it, we didn't like know anything really about like the details, but we kind of knew that both of us were in a relationship and it was so platonic. Like, yeah, I think I always, I always liked him way more. Like I genuinely knew granted the guy that I was with, I knew I wasn't going to be with. I was just kind of being young and dumb and staying just cause you're so intertwined type shit. But I knew I've literally sat and told people when I was with an ex-boyfriend, I wouldn't say this to him, but like I would say to my girlfriends, I was like, when Raphael's ready, I used to call him wash at the time. But uh, I was like, if Wash like ever came to me, I would literally leave whoever I'm with. Like I was so, I just knew something about you was supposed to be. Do you want to tell them the secret name you used to give me? I used to call him Boo. I saved him in my phone as Boo. Is that like B-O-O-O-O? It was B-O-O. And then, and then I actually. Any smileys or anything? Then when I would get, okay, Emojis. so like this kind of like a, it's kind of going gappy. So this is like right after we stopped talking, like right after our first date or two. And I was still single. He, under, I think you were still single, but um, I would put, I put him on my phone as boo. Right. And then I think you got with a girlfriend and I didn't know he had a girlfriend and I would like text him. I would text him. I would text him. Nothing, 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 nothing. So then I moved your name from boo to a ghost emoji. Cause he oh, would like gotcha. ghost me, but I saved him as boo because I didn't want my girlfriends like researching his name. And I knew Raphael like right away was very like, he's very private about a lot of his stuff. Like to get into like his friend group or our friend group now as a couple, it's very difficult because it's like, we not difficult, but we really have a lot of things that we look for because trust is a really big thing for a lot of people. And I think the older we get, we're just like very cognizant of who we let in, but he's kind of showed me that like just don't let anyone in your circle like you got to be very cognizant of like the the energies you give out and take in but we love meeting people as yeah well, we so. love meeting people but i'm talking about like becoming yeah. friends with someone like a genuine friendship and like sharing your whole life and all that stuff it's it's a little um we just are a little more guarded in some aspects but anyways so yeah i called him boo for a long time and i remember this this is so sad actually did i ever tell you this I was out with that one girlfriend that her family owned like the bar up the street. Mm -hmm. Do you, did I ever tell you this? And my dad, my dad went to breakfast with just the two of us girls. And my dad had brought up some like dating because I wasn't dating at the time. And my girlfriend like spilled the beans on him. And my dad was like, what does he do? And I like told him the whole story. I've told you this, right? I think so. I, he was like, what does he do? So I told him the whole story about like the rundown. And I was like, dad, I just, I don't know what it is about him, but I just really like him. And I just, he doesn't know anything about me. I used to tell my girlfriends, I would tell my cousin, I told my brother, I would tell everyone under the sun that would listen. I was like something about him. I just know, like, I just knew. And I don't like when they say, you know, you know, like, yeah. But then anyways, we ended up getting together after my jury duty. We went out, um, COVID had just hit. Like it literally just hit. And um, I don't know. Like how did that? What was March that? 2020? I have been seeing seed symbiotic DS01. 
everywhere and I figured it was time to try it out because you guys know I love anything and everything gut health. Gut health does not just affect your digestive system. I don't understand. I don't think people understand how much it affects like your overall health and not only that, but like your skin, your readiness for the day. I just love when my gut is in line, I'm in line. When I'm in line, life is in line. So Seed is sharing a code with Human2 listeners, and I'm super excited for you guys to try them out. You are going to get 25% off to see if you like them just as much as I do. Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 daily symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash human2, that's all one word, and use code 25human2 to get 25% off your first month. So that's 25human2, all one word. That's 25% off your first month of Seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash human2 with code 25human2. Yeah, but it was April that. April, something like that. You brought me cheesecake from Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, and then we ended up. And the Oreo on top melted right into the whipped cream, and we've been together ever since. There it is. Okay, the Oreo on top of the whipped cream. See, when a guy explains a story, we just like. But that sounded dirty. Oh, Oreo melted. (laughs) Wow, Santino is not going to be happy about that. (laughs) Sorry, brother. But you guys know what I mean. Anyways, we've been together literally ever since. Like, I don't even know. I think the next couple months, we no, like a year later, we moved in together. Cause yeah, okay. So then we ended up starting dating in November. We broke his lease. In January, he moved into my apartment because we condensed. And then in May of that year, we moved in with my parents. We lived in their basement for the first little bit. And then we got engaged in July. And then we bought our house in December. We renovated. And this is all the way up until last year in 2020. So, and then May, we moved in right before a week before our wedding. Yep. Yep. And And then Hadley was born. On our wedding day. On our wedding day. Evie, you matter too, baby. Yes, she does. Um, I don't know. So... That was kind of like my little very, very, very blanket timeline. Yeah, that was pretty good. When I think you did better than I. I think I'm I'm just like piecing it all back together. It's hard because we had we had so much time before we were actually yes, together. Yes. And then when we got together, a lot of took place. Like we did a lot of traveling as well. Like mm-hmm. I feel like we did a lot of trips here and there, Florida, Colorado, and then we had to go back to Florida and then I had to go out to California. It's just... Yeah, we've had a lot of movement. Yeah, a lot um, of movement, for sure. So, okay, so let's get into some stuff. Um, like, I'm trying to think back to our marriage questions before, like, the compatibility stuff, you know? So, like, what's been one of our biggest challenges, you think? Let's talk about... Because now we're going into our first year of marriage. So, like, we've hit year one. Okay. Let's talk about year one. Okay. What do you think our biggest challenge was? In year one, not dating, but like literally since we honestly, signed our papers. Honestly, it was, and you guys will, if you guys ever do this, and actually one of the contractors came to the house and he said the same thing. He said, I don't know how you and your wife work on projects together. He said, I would be pulling my hair out. It was the house, okay. working, r- renovating the house, doing projects together. Mind you, right, it builds like the relationship. And it definitely builds the communication, but it was the number one thing. I mean, it was tough. Yeah. I want this white. No, I want this green. No, no I want this shaved down. No, I want this was, over here. Design wasn't the problem. 
Not overly the problem, no. No, I don't... Well, I'm sorry. I guess if maybe you thought that was the problem. I thought what more of a problem was is Raphael... I just chop everything up to like zodiac signs. Raphael's a Capricorn, and I know that sounds silly, but like he's very driven. Raphael would stay in the house for 24 hours a day, three months in a row to just get every single project done. I thought more of our problem was... um just actually getting the work done because that's something that Raphael and I have really always kind of argued about. And I was going to say that was like one of our big differences in life is he is one of those people like, and I'm just going to use money as an example. So say Raphael wanted a million dollars in our bank account. He would literally do, he would man like man cave in the basement and not spend a penny other than just like paying our bills until that like number was hit. And I'm like, I want to live life. Like I want to continue to travel. I want to like go out on dates. Like I don't want to just sit in the house and like bunker up and save all of our pennies. So that was something that we've, we've really had to come on to an, 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 an agreement to without like both of us, like with him feeling like, and I, I know I use money cause it's just an easy example, but like if he's like, Hey, we have to clean the house this week. Like we have to get one yes. room in order. He's like, yes. can we make a, an agreement there? Okay. And I say, yeah, absolutely. Like let's get it on the calendar. What day? Like, I think doing social media, it's allowed me to be free, but also I feel like I'm like constantly busy. So like free in the mindset of like freedom, like I don't have to wake up and log in at 9am and get straight to work. Like I have that freedom, but my schedule almost feels busier now than when I was working a nine to five. For sure. So we literally as a couple have to be like, Hey, like then there's days like, I mean, he works days all the time. He works all day, every day. And your job is not a nine to five job. Like you could wake up at 7 a.m. and have to do shit. You could have to do stuff at 2 a.m. Like granted, like he might have a five hour gap or I mean, it's pretty it's pretty standard. But like you can some days like have days where it's a very long work day. Yes. Not 2 a.m. though. I no, Well, so, I'm I mean, sleep we've had at a call and we've had a call. Remember that co- that guy that yeah, may he but, rest in peace um, that lost his life. And we were in Virginia that weekend. Yeah, that was an email, but yes. No, things, you had gotten a call from him. Things things can happen at 2 a.m. Anyways, your job is not at, it's not a nine to five. So if I want to do, like, for example, we have something going on this week at night and I was like, hey, this has to go on. Like, I need you to make sure that you're not working at that time. Granted, it's after 5 p.m. So like that's after standard work yeah, hours. Yeah, which I don't work after five, yeah. because you're already stressed out about it and it's like i'm gonna be off hours before that time and you're like you need to be off now anyways what i'm saying is you don't have a standard nine to five and neither do i so we have to really communicate with each other and schedule yeah. because it's not like i'm like oh yeah guaranteed he's in the office from 8 30 to 4 30 i know he'll be right home at 4 45 so i can plan something for 5 p.m like i have to be like hey so that was where I was getting with you don't work standard nine to five. Thank you. Gotcha. You took the long route. Sorry. Yes, I did. I'm on Eberline. Anyways, so um, <laughs> that was something that we've really had to like get on terms with and like get on the same page is like really scheduling ourselves together for things that we really need to get done. So sometimes I'm like, hey, we really got to go grocery shopping. I have grocery anxiety. Like I hate the grocery store with a burning passion. I refuse to go alone. Um so I'll be like, hey, we need to go to the grocery. Like, we got to schedule that this Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Like, something like that. We're very, we got to get it on the books. We're not like that yeah. couple that can just do it. Um, 
I mean, some weeks we can, like if we have nothing planned. But anyways, I'm rambling. That was something that was our biggest stressor here with the house is he was like, I just want to get it all done. Like, dun, 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 dun. But we also were like tight for money at the time. Um, Any home reno is very expensive. Along adding to buy the house, then add on that we had a wedding as well. Yeah. Yeah. We got engaged, bought a house, had a wedding, renovated the house all within a year span, bought a new puppy. <laughs> yeah. And then three months after that, so a year and three months after that, my dad died. Yeah. So it was like, we've, had, we've been busy. And then I quit my job. So it's just been like nonstop. What would you say the number one thing was? Our communication. Yeah. I think something, um, something that was a, a, str- a stressor was I went public online too. Like I've always had a a little bit of a following of like family and friends and I've always posted online, but I think something that was really hard our first year is I also went full time in social media, like head first, dove in, got a huge following and people were seeing like how we actually were. And I'm very sarcastic. Like I'm really like blunt. I'm straight to the point. Like um, not confrontational. Like, I'm not like, Oh my God, you fucking suck. Like, I'm not like that, but I'm like, I'll be like, Raphael, you look so ugly right now. Like, or it's just like a joke. Right. And I'm being funny. He knows that, but it was online. That was something that was really hard was learning that from an outsider's perspective, I was like, people were like, like people still to this day are like, your husband should leave you. You bully him. Yeah. And I'm like, when in reality, I make fun of her as well. So it's like banter back and forth. Like even my dad would be like, you're so mean to him. And I'm like, he's not an angel you guys like he does the same stuff well i am an angel i just make fun of you that's all yes but people i'm an angel too and i make fun of you too (laughs) anyways so i think that was something that was a really big learning curve was not only learning our own communication style as a newlywed couple but also having a public face online and being told that we were doing it all wrong that was something or i was doing it all wrong because i i don't post Raphael's like like if him and I are arguing, I posted one time that we were arguing and I like, I didn't say what the argument was about. I was just like him and I are arguing right now and I want to see who's going to break the ice first. I posted a video. It went viral and people were like, I can't believe you post your business. And I'm like, I'm not posting like what happened. I literally just am like, who's going to lose? I don't know. So stuff like that. It's just, I think communication in general as a newlywed couple is just tough to learn. You're going through a lot of changes. I mean, especially like, again, we bought a house. We moved into the house. Yeah. So we're now full time in our, like both of this is our first home together and as individuals. So there was like so much happening. We were sharing a car. I was still like working remote. He was still working remote at the time. Then it was like, there was just so many life changes in one year that we were like learning at the same time of. So I don't know. That was kind of like my hardship. What do you think the best part of the year was? Uh, the best part of the year, I would say the, um, to say the wedding is kind of corny. I would say the honeymoon because the typical honeymoon would probably be, especially after all we had did, um, would be relaxing, you know, the corny by the beach with a book and a pina colada, but no, it was, but no. Catherine, I want to run around. That's not. Please don't be disrespectful. Okay. You're lying. Okay. Catherine and Raphael, I want to run no. around. Okay. That's not what happened. 
Okay. Well, anyway, we honeymooned. We didn't have money for a honeymoon, so let's start right there. And enough a, for the no, trip we wanted. No, a f- we did not have money for a honeymoon before our wedding. We did not have money. We were doing the home yes, right yes. And not only that, weeks before our wedding, Minnesota still had a COVID mask mandate. True. So we were anxious traveling. We didn't have the money to fund it anyways. But why go out of the country if we don't know what the fuck's still going on? Like if Minnesota still has a mask mandate, who knows what's going on in Mexico or the wherever, you know? Right. So we had three places we were going to choose from. And actually, no, it was the day after the wedding. The day after the wedding, we went out to breakfast and my stepmom and my dad were saying, you guys need to do something. Even if you just go to the, my, my, my stepmom's family owns a cabin. They're like, even if you just go to a cat, like go to the cabin, do something, get away. We only had Ebby at the time. Yeah. They're like, we'll take Ebbs. Like, just go do your thing. And then we kind of sat down and we went through, we went through the cards that we got for our wedding. And really the, our wedding get like the money that we got from the wedding is literally what funded our honeymoon. Right. We would not, we would not have been able to do that. So we sat at breakfast. We looked at the three cheapest places out of Minnesota. It was Las Vegas, Chicago, and New York. We both have been to Chicago together. He'd been to Vegas. I didn't really have a care to go to Vegas. And that's how New York came about. I do love New York. I will give him that. I would choose New York over anywhere to go all the time. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, if you're like, yeah. here's $1,000, book a flight, go wherever you want. Us uh, go to New York. Actually, if it was $1,000 for a flight, I'd probably go to Europe or something. Yeah. But if but it's, if I have to stay in the U.S., I would go to New York. We went to New York. We ran around. Um, and it was just nonstop, like, fun, taking pictures, enjoying each other, um, eating all type of different foods. And mm-hmm. it was just, I don't know, it was different. It was my first time really, like, running. Oh, I had been to New York when I was a kid, so that doesn't really count. And we lost my sister in Times Square, but we ended up, like, finding her. You know how you do, like, the hand line and then somebody like breaks the hand and it's just all hell but um so yeah so that didn't count so when we went it was just a whole new experience it was beautiful and a shout out to the followers that were out there not only showed us love and recognized us but the people who were able to get us into restaurants and different places to have those experiences of new york like the true like oh you should come here this place is known for the pasta like it was just amazing. We had a couple of followers that like got us into restaurants. Like my, this girl, Stephanie, I almost said my girlfriend. Like I literally feel like we're friends with her. She's probably like, yeah, thank you, you Stephanie. Really, yes. Yeah. Stephanie worked at this like really high end restaurant. That's weeks in advance. You have to get into. And she was like, I'll squeeze you in tonight. Like, and it was just amazing. And they like brought us champagne and it was just so nice. It yeah. was one of those things like, and then we met Amy and now I'm like actually yeah. friends with Amy. Yeah, Amy's amazing. I love Amy so much. Um, I'm actually going to go, I'm going to New York in a couple weeks and I'm going to like take her out to drinks. Cause I'm like, I just love her. But she was someone that we had met and she works at a, um, a hotel that has a hotel bar and it's like a beautiful rooftop. And so we like got to go up there. Yeah, but very, it was reservation only that and it like it was just an away, amazing time. I think what sounds kind of sad in like a roundabout way, I think my favorite part about our first year was after my dad had passed, um it was like a really hard thing to go through, but I think it really changed us as a couple because it like forced us to really lean on each other and I've never um I don't mean that in just like my dad's death. Like I quit my job after that. Like you supported me in everything. Like it really just pushed us to be a hundred percent. Like, um, I don't know. Like 
losing a, a parent, especially so young, your whole life changes and your mindset on life changes. Cause you're like, I don't want to be my dad. Like, I don't want to be the dad that's like, or the mom that's like, yeah, when I retire, my dad would be like, oh yeah, when I retire, I'll do this, this or this. And he didn't retire. So the more I was like trying to get back into work, I just came to Raphael. I was like, I can't do this. Like there were so many things that like I came to Raphael for and I was like, I have no percentage to give. Like 0% of me can give to you, to the dogs, like to life right now. And he really stepped up and like, you've always been one to step up. But there were all, there was also times as like a wife that he is very structured. So for him to be like, Kat, yeah, go ahead, quit your job. Like we've got this, like worst comes to worst, like we'll figure it out. That was huge for him because he's not that type of person to say that. So I don't know if that was like the passing of my dad or maybe you just being like more understanding to just like let, let go and let God, I don't know. But it was something that I think that changed us as a couple. Obviously a death is going to change you no matter what, but it wasn't the death. Like, yes, the death is what caused the growth, but I think that growth and that trust really instilled really fast. Um, and it just came out of nowhere because it was like, yeah. we just were like, I, literally all I can say is let go and let go because I don't really know what else happened. It was literally just like, I don't know. I saw a whole new side of you that was like, we'll figure it out. Um, and you're not a let's figure it out person. You're like, let's have 17 plan B's before we even execute plan A. So it was really, that was something that I really loved because as a woman, you have this stigma of like, you're supposed to be what your husband wants you to be. And I really believe that like the, the men structure, this is my relationship belief. It's not everyone's the men support, right? But like the women make the house, the home, like the women are the ones that like they say, happy wife, happy life. Right. And it's like to, for my growth, like I feel like me to grow is important because it allows me to give up like I don't know I just feel like we've been able to live so much like like even going to Mexico for our trip like that was a paid vacation but that was because you allowed me to be who I am and like just be a free spirit and like do my thing like we've gotten so many experiences because you were like go fly like do your thing like we've got this here don't worry about here like go do your thing and and that's allowed this household to grow in so many different ways and I know that was kind of like a long I think I think the two things that stand out the most <clears throat> when you talk about that and me like being kind of being open to that is um first I would say first because this started first in timeline the acceptance of people allowing us to be us online mm-hmm. like like people showed love like they they enjoyed everything you did they enjoyed us it made them laugh. They were able to connect from a place of like, they're funny and they're, you know, they actually share real things at the same time. Like, so it, that was really like, you know, cause again, social media has that stigma of people just always hating. And, and so when you sh- saw how much love you got and, and how people wanted to be a part of the journey, it was just like, that's like really, really awesome. And not many people can say that, you know? Yeah. So, and then obviously, you know, may he rest in peace to passing of Mr. Bill. I was like, he wants you to do this because he was one of, and there wasn't many people, one or two, maybe three true people in our entire circles that were like, 
extremely genuinely happy for you. And he was one of those people. Like he just had a ball with it. He watched all of them on his iPad, like all the TikToks. And um, so it was just like, this is, this is him watching you and looking down over, over you and, yeah. And uh so you and had one faith you to, in my dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did too. I really did too. There was um, To this day we just talk about it still. Yeah. We literally th- not this exact couch because we didn't have this couch before he passed. We got this after um this was hand me down from my dad and stepmom. Yeah. But uh my dad would sit in this living room with us and I've had many conversations. He was like, What do you want to do with social media? Like he didn't understand how social media could be a job. And uh, I would just explain to him, I was like, I don't know what I want to do with it. I just know that I want to change people. And want to connect people's mindsets. Like I, I don't, I've been a very passionate person about, I don't need to change your mindset, but I want to open your eyes. You don't need to agree with me, but when, have you ever talked to someone and they're like, Nope, no matter what you say, I'm not changing my mind. Like it doesn't matter that I don't like. I want to be able to sit down. Like we've had conversations with my dad about like, and to bring like race into it. My dad, like when the whole George Floyd thing happened, like my dad was very just like kind of a wall with it. And he was like, he would say things and Raphael's like, well, Mr. Bill, look at it from this perspective. And that was one thing I admired about my father is that even if he didn't understand it, he would sit and listen. Yeah, he would listen. And then he would every, almost every single time he would talk to my dad, he would come out being like, you know what? I didn't think of it that way. And that's what's important to me. I didn't need him to agree with me. I didn't need him to to come on to my side of the, of any opinion, but as long as he could like open his eyes and understand, and that's something that I want to do with social media is just share, share life, share what's going on. And, and even when my first, like first when my dad died, I was so mad. And I would say like, I was pissed when people would like tell me about like how their parents died or something. And I was like, stop. Like, I don't have any empathy to give right now because I literally have nothing for myself. And this is on day like one or two. Yeah, so this is, right. And I now again, mind you now we're at a different place and we actually enjoy those stories because yes. we connect with those. But Thank you. I probably sound like such an ass. Sometimes. Yeah. Day, day one was very like day one and day two to hear like, and people were going into in depth detail Ugh. on, on very like, um, gruesome, gruesome passings. And so again, on that early stage of like the trauma of what we had went through, it was just like a lot, you know, so. Yeah, because we had a pretty gruesome loss too with my dad and like, yeah. and so reading some of that stuff right away, I was really angry because I was like, I just, I just didn't, like if someone's parent were to die today in front of me and they would be like, or say like they came to me and were like, yeah, my dad just died today. I wouldn't be like, oh my God, this is how my dad died. Like, that's just not who I am. I would just immediately shut up and just like hold them, you know? And I, and I know that that's not everyone's reaction, but that was really hard for me when my dad first passed is because I was like, I just, I feel so sad because I am a a giver. I'm a, like, I want to just hold people and just say like, you know, I'm so sorry, like talk it out. But at that point I couldn't take in more people's stuff. And I've said that previously on the podcast, like my first few episodes after my dad died, I was a totally different person from who I am today because I was just so lost angry and and that was something that like i've grown past and i'm finally able to talk about my dad without crying like past few months i wasn't able to do that um but i've had many conversations with my dad before he passed of like this is what i want to do dad like i don't i didn't even see it as a job at the time it was just really a hobby still um i didn't really care about the money aspect of things i mean you obviously care a little bit because you're like if this could be my job why not um but it was never my goal. I was like, dad, this is what I want to talk about. I wanted to bring real life onto a podcast because I was like, I want people to never feel alone. And that was my main thing. It's like, I don't want anyone that goes through anything in life. You're never alone. 
I don't know. So that was something that. And I think you enjoy making people laugh. Like I really I do. genuinely I think do. because that's a lot of your dad as well. Like you got you both may he rest in peace. You both would talk a lot. You still talk a lot, but and not in a bad way. You just you just talk a lot. So Thanks, um, yeah, no problem. I love you, but um, <laughs> but Cheers. but seriously though, um, you like talking. You like making people laugh. Um, it's just something that is just in you and. I like being creative. You love content. you love being creative, sharing it, hearing people's stories back, communicating with them back. Um, I also like being honest. That's another thing, like the side yes. of influencing. Yes. Um, I like if there's a brand that, like, say if I hated Alani, I'd be like, y'all, I just don't. It's not good. Like, I just don't like it. Maybe you try it for yourself, but I don't like it. And that's with anything. Um, so that was something like in the influencer industry, I was like, I would just see people get paid and I'm not saying I've never done that. Like I got a little sign happy one time and I was like, there was two brands and I was like, uh, but you could tell in my content right away that, that I was not genuine and I, I can't say the brand's names. I do apologize to my audience because it was like something I just didn't, I don't know. I just was like, Oh my God, maybe I'll love this brand. So I tried it, but I was already signed to a contract. So I couldn't be like. I hate and granted it was never like they weren't even like really bad things but it's just like no, I didn't genuinely not at all no brand that I've worked with would I shame would yeah, be like no. fuck that like if I really needed to get out of a contract I could with my agency they would be like okay let's deal with it but they were doable and now to this day moving forward like I've turned down so many deals because I'm like it's just not like even my hair yeah, cut yeah. girl I'm like I, I literally love her so much I got a brand deal from like a hair agent like place I don't know what it's called but um and I turned it down because I was like, no, I would never promote them because I love my hair girl too much. Stupid stuff like that. Like I'm very genuine and loyal now. Maybe if you're a wife or a husband, you can kind of relate to this or even just like a, a partner kind of going places without your partner. You feel guilty. Like I had never been to the Bahamas and I know he's never been to the Bahamas. So I kind of had this like guilt of like. I think I went as a kid. But again, that doesn't count. You went to the Bahamas as a kid? On a, on a cruise for my sister's birthday. Oh, well, then I don't feel fucking guilty anymore. You could have told me that before I went. <laughs> I mean, does that really count if I'm four years old? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Your ass was in the box. Your ass was drinking pita coladas. And my ass wasn't even born yet. <laughs> <laughs> Old ass. My thought was, my brother uh, wasn't even born yet. Anyways. Anyways. This was, these are the two main ones that people ask us is, do we want kids and when? Oh, baby. I think we've always said when we first got together that I would love to be a mom and he would love to be a dad. Right now, we just can't picture it in our life right this second. And then also, I think losing my dad, um, my dad had always said like when he retired, he was like, or he was like, when you guys have kids, I'm going to retire because I like want to watch the kids and like that stuff. Um, so that was a really hard. Like when my when I had that realization when my dad was in the hospital, that hurt like a fucking bitch. I was like, excuse my language, but I literally was just like, holy shit. I started crying. Ebby just tooted. Um, I just started crying. Obviously, I was already crying. It was a very emotional day, but my dad was already deceased, just laying in the hospital room with us, and that was something that hit me. I was like, I just kind of didn't want them after that. It was just like a whole new, and that'll probably change, but right now, I think we're just grinding too hard to like be in a different, we want to get to where we want to be before we have children. And we're just, we're just enjoying life right now. Yeah. So. 
Um, I think right now we're also on the move a lot. I think right yeah. now we're not staying in this house. So there's too many things that are unsolidified. A lot of moving parts, yeah. Yeah, and it's hard to bring a baby in when there's too many moving parts. It's like, where did they fit and how do you take care of them the now, best way possible? people have done it, but for us, it's just... Yeah, I'm not saying they moving. haven't done yeah. it, but... Um, then the one other question that a lot of people ask this year is like, how did you, well, they ask me, they're like, how did you know he was the one? So that would how be, how did you know he was the one? I don't know. I just wanted to say that for some reason. Sometimes he says stuff and it's just so ugly. I know, but you love it. Like he'll be like, oh God, you're so cute. And I'm like, that, that's not a compliment. Like you look gross. saying that. <laughs> the reality. Literally. Uh, how did you know I was the one? How did I know you were the one? I would say it was it was very, very stamped in stone when you you had every quality that I I I would want. Your the only lack was that the communication piece, and once you begin to really buy in and and we together build together on our communication, it was a wrap. Do you love me? You love me. You love me. We do this all day. No, babe. Let's just talk. Yeah, I used to be really bad. I've said that many times on like previous episodes. I was really bad at communicating. I came from a family that their communication was whack. Um, even like my mom, my dad, like everyone, all of us didn't know how to communicate. And I think that's something that we're, we're learning and we're trying to like integrate in like even just like small steps and like how I speak to my siblings and like how I communicate with my siblings now. And like, I try not to just freak out on them because that's what I used to do. Um, but I feel like we communicate pretty well. What would you say? I don't know. uh... I literally don't know when I knew, but I literally knew years ago. And I think something that I loved your protectiveness. I loved, I don't know. I just loved everything about you. I was obsessed with you and I really didn't even know him. And that's what, like, I sound psycho saying that. I've made videos on that before. <laughs> I really do. I know I, I do. sound psycho saying that. I know that I do. Um, I know that I sound psycho saying that, but like genuinely I was obsessed with you and I didn't know why. I just had a feeling towards him. I've told, again, I've said, I literally would say whenever Raphael's or whenever Wash is ready, like I will be there. Um, I never knew you said that, by the way. No. Yeah, yeah. Like that. I admitted that like way into our relationship. And you never showed that out. So it wasn't like it wasn't like I was just hanging out and being like, oh, I think he's looking and seeing when I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it was, was so never organic. Even that, so. It was literally like I manifested the fuck. I prayed so hard. Like, I don't know what it was or what I did, but I just had a feeling. And then when we started talking about like engagement, um, I think you had brought it up. You were like. Cause we were about to move into my parents' house and I was like, I'm not living in my parents' basement with a man that I'm not going to marry. Like, but we weren't engaged at this time. And he was like, well, would you want to get married? And I was like, well, yeah, like I've been ready f- eight years ago. Like that was a joke, but, um, I don't remember how that kind of went down. Yeah, I don't think it went as, it wasn't like that detail, like but, that, but I basically made the statement of like, I don't want to move into my parents' basement. But we were kind of already moving towards like we were moving yeah. into their basement because we wanted to save money for a house. And right. we had kind of talked about like possibly getting engaged. Granted, we were only together like a year at this point. Yeah. Um. So it was kind of fast. Like we literally started dating in 2020, got married in, or got engaged in 2021, got married in 2022. So like we were a very progressive timeline. Yeah. But a lot of people online are like, oh my God, I literally thought you guys have been together for years. And I'm like, 
a lot of people say that. We've known each other for years, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And he's actually seven years older than me. So people will ask me like, how do you deal with that age gap? And I'm like, it's because we don't see an age gap because there's no life gap, if that makes sense. She like, just put me all on blast, y'all. You're good looking for seven years older. I know. I got it a little. People always think you're like. My hairline is a little on the one side, but I'm 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 working on that. Don't worry about that. They got some spray coming out next week. You See, love me. I love you, but you're ugly. <laughs> uh, um, anyways, I so I don't know when I thought it, you were the one. I just kind of knew the whole time. Um, I just had some gravitation towards him that I cannot explain. I don't know. I know it sounds wild. I know it sounds crazy. That's all I got to say to that. Um, I say all the time, like my vows to him were literally every single thing. Like, I wish I could read them to him every day. Not every single day because some days he really just needs a good punch to the gut. You should read your vows on your one day. <laughs> I have them. Um, but I really do believe that like God and the universe or whatever you believe in, like what's meant for you will come. I think I had to go through the hardships I went through again. I've been in a really abusive relationship and I think it taught me so much of like what I deserved. So then when Raphael came along and not only that, like my standards, like I, ever since that day, like that, I, that I split ties with my ex-boyfriend, I was like, never again will I settle for something less and Raphael didn't even hit like the bare minimums. Like that man was like 17 times what I could even like wish for in a man. And I think it's so wild. And that's something I'm also, I want to share about. Like it's very uncomfortable to like sit next to someone like my husband and be like, oh yeah, I was in a really shitty relationship and talk about it. But I think it's, e it's, it's the, again, sharing the knowledge of one, you're never alone going through an abusive relationship. So many people go through it. Unfortunately, it is what it is. But I want people to see that if you go for what you're, you're, what you deserve, like it can happen. Like things can change. You can get out. Um, and if you were to tell me like seven, eight years ago, I would be here today and like have the successes that I have and have the life that I have, have the dogs, have a home. Like I never even thought I would own a home with an ex-boyfriend because I was like, there's no way. And it's just like Raphael has progressed my life. I would not be who I am today without him. And I say that all the time, like he's gotten me here. I love him so dearly. I really do believe that like certain people come into your life to change it, um, add to it, progress it. And I really owe a lot to him for being that person. Again, supporting me and saying, you know, I got this, you fly. Like, I don't know. There was a lot of things that. That was very nice of you. Really? Santino, make sure you keep that for me. Put that to the side. I <laughs> I need to have that right there. You're so ugly. But uh, I, I would also, and I am cutting you off right now. Sorry. No, that's okay. I cut you off all the time. I know you do. Do it, um, babe. Feels good. I'm not going <laughs> to I think I'm going to do this more often to cut you off. I, I love it. He's such a liar. He does cut me off. Um, I think, uh, and you talk about you not being the only person going through that, but I think it comes with the person like you said, understanding their self-worth or what they You know what expect. you wanted, yeah, I knew what I wanted. Yeah, exactly. Levels, yeah. And that, and that can come with wisdom, broken relationships, failed things, successful things, right? It just comes with time. And you have to experience the things that you don't like in people sometimes. So then that next time you can be like, yeah. all right, that's something that I don't want in yeah. my relationship. So um, obviously all the heartaches and, and, and tough trauma turmoil that we had to go through to get to that spot made it easier you know 
Yeah. Um, and we did have that conversation too of like, what are you not looking for in a person? Or like, what do you want out of your person? Yeah. This is before we even like were in a relationship. We were just like kind of hanging out, whatever you call it, dating, hanging out. We weren't in a full on relationship at that point. There's one thing that I remember that he had said to me that I do not do. He said, do you remember this? We were on um, mm-hmm. Shepherd Road and we were at that stoplight. And uh, he said to me, he goes, I really want my next partner or like the next person that I date to go to the gym with me. <laughs> oh, wow. Not be up. Show the guns, baby. No, real. Do it again. Look at that. That's just my you can't body. Deny like, that. I don't work out though. You can't deny that. But cut I, right he does there. want me to go to the gym. Did you want a band aid for that? That my cut. cut. You're so stupid. <laughs> anyway, uh, dad joke. But no, I and then just to re- rewind, I wanted to cover this quick. People should, and I don't want to say it like I just know everything because I really don't, and I love lot, learning. Though. But I love learning. But I think I think people should. Before getting into a relationship, write down what you are looking for in a person. Like, because a lot of people don't even know what they want in a person or a significant other. So they just jump in a relationship and just kind of go along with the flow, you know, instead of like understanding what you want. And then also that self-love, because, again, if you have self-love for yourself or um, understanding of what you deserve, then when things start happening, you won't deal with them. Like you, you just start, you're like, no, I know what, I know what I bring. I know what energy I provide and, and the consistency of, of putting out this person to you each and every day. And if you feel that you're not getting that back, then the quicker you can recognize that and see that's something that you don't want. I think people won't waste as much time because that's one thing you can't get back. I was just talking to a girlfriend about that. Sorry to cut you off. I was just talking to a girlfriend about that of like, there's two things I know 110% that like if Raphael were to ever put his hands on me or if he were ever cheat on me, there would be no questions asked. I would literally be like, we've had that talk before day one, like before we even got into this, like he knows that those are two things that I will not fold for and vice versa. Like if I were to ever cheat on him, he would be like, there's no questions fucking asked. Bye. Like I don't believe in divorce, but that's something that I will leave for. And we are both well aware of the boundary right there. So it's like, we don't even play with that. Like, even if I were to like see shit on his phone, like I would be like, okay, that's not cool. Like, but we're very open with stuff like that. Like I'm con- like, I'm constantly on his phone. He's able, like he's logged into my stuff. Like we, and it's not like we're checking in. It's just that we just basically all have, we both have two phones. We're just like, like, I'll be like, Hey, can I use your phone quick? Cause mine's upstairs. Like just stuff yeah. like that. It's that trust and like knowing that. I think um, it's the trust. Let's make sure yeah. we stamp that though. But um, the trust, because people may see it as, oh, that's kind of doing too much, or oh, my partner doesn't like, allow that, you know. Uh, well, whatever. Um, which, but I was I'm talking to saying. a girlfriend. I was like, Sorry. but here's the other part part of it. You might have your like mine. I have two big ones that I will one thousand percent walk away from. But there's also a ton of little things, and that's where you have to under like you have to start adding them up. Are they all combined as making one big one? And you're just blowing them over because it's just a ton of little ones and you're still not feeling good about the situation. Like that's where it's like you got to sit down and do your own list. But not only that, you have to be who you want to be and who your partner wants you to be. So like if you write down what you want in a man or a woman or whomever and you're like, this is what I want. What are they looking for? So like think of like your Prince Charming. 
and what you want out of him. What is a Prince Charming going to be looking for? Is he going to be looking for you? At my time of leaving my ex-boyfriend, I was not someone that Raphael was probably looking for. I was ready to like kind of just go wild. I wanted to like get some anger out. I had a lot of spite going on from my ex-boyfriend. Like I just had a lot of insecurities. There was a lot that I had to work through and I didn't even like know that I was working through them. But like, say even like when my ex and I broke up, like I was not ready for you right away. Like I would have been not a good girlfriend because I just, I was, I had a lot of blood still bleeding out of a cut that he didn't cause, if that makes sense. And one, I don't deserve to bleed on you. And he doesn't deserve to have to like heal an old wound that he didn't cause. So I think it's really important to like be who you, you're looking for would be looking for. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely does. Not saying you have to be 100%. Like, again, I had communication issues. But, yeah. like, if that was the one, he was willing to work on that with me. But people understand, I will, I would hope, and obviously it comes with time, people start to understand. That's a better way to say it. People start to understand pros and cons. And what pros, like you said, outweigh the cons. And some are just heavier than others. Yeah. And you can either deal with it or you're like, that's just too much for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else? I think we'll have to, we're going to open up our questionnaire on Instagram per usual. Yes. It's called, I, I think need structure. I like doing these like this. Cause it's just like, we just get to talk about whatever we yeah. just get to be us. And shout out to Santino because he, he puts this together in a way of, uh, of definitely putting some magic on it. Cause yeah, I signed with an agency. They're called J one S and I literally say this all the time. J one S has changed my life. because I just social media was so it was just fun for me and they really helped me structure like what do you want out of your future with your social media and I was like I have so many ideas I just don't know how to get there and like the whole thing about the podcast I was like what I was putting out before on my own was not the quality that I wanted to be putting out yeah they're like we got that like we got you like so they've changed my life we took Reagan my manager um we took her to Mexico with us because it was just like one of those things. It was a work trip. And yes, it was a fun work trip. Like there was fun involved. I wanted her to be part of that. Like I want to reward the people that have gotten me here. I want to give back to them. I want to share my life with them. J1S is literally like our family. I say that all the time. Like if something were to ever happen and like say we had like say they cut me from their roster or whatever, like I would still see them as family. Like I would want to go still like hang out with them in Dallas. Like I absolutely love them. Um, I'm like rambling and I'm kissing their ass I, right now. I think, I to. think one thing that they don't get enough credit for, well, two, but they, maybe they do, but letting creators create. Yeah. That's their mo- logo right? or motto. What motto? Mod- motto. Motto. Yep. And then two of, and maybe this is by on purpose and maybe it's not, but creating a feel of a family environment. Mm-hmm. And it was something that it was such a crucial piece coming into this new year. And I don't even think they knew it yeah. of how much we were leaning on and and needing that just that love and support from um, other people mm-hmm. outside of, you know, your network. Yeah. And and it was just nothing but that since day one. So, yeah, it was something that helped you thrive as well. So it's something that they bring to their creators. And I feel like a lot of their um, a lot of their roster thrives because of that. So mm-hmm. it's just cool to see. 1000%. Um, I think that everyone goes through their own things behind closed doors. And obviously I was going through a grieving process, but they were just so supportive and basically they held up everything else. So all I had to do was just kind of figure my shit out on the back end of like, right. And be you and share 
your story. Yeah. And they've yeah. always just been like, I'm like, I'm embarrassed and I'm crying online or, or there was weeks that I couldn't post stuff cause I just physically couldn't create content. And they're like, just do your thing, Kat. Like people, people will follow you because they, they trust in you. They love you and you give them the real raw life. And sometimes not being able to put out content is real raw life. Um, yeah, that's, so that's tough. I, that's... I love them. I literally, I love being part of their team. I say that all the time. So, yeah. um, by the way, that noise is Hadley with yeah, her bone. Yeah, he's got her so. bone. Anyways, so we're going to cut okay. this. Um, I think I'm human too is on all platforms, YouTube. Um, but then also we have an Instagram page and a TikTok page now. So if you want to follow there, we would love hey. that. We're getting bigger on there. I'm actually, hey. proud. even though I don't create too much content on there, I should, but we're going to be pumping some more yes. stuff out. We've got a lot coming up. We're looking yes. at buying a second property right now. So I've talked about that online. We have been sharing that, but it's not just going to be like a ready to move in property. We are looking at doing a whole new home reno again. It won't be us getting nitty and gritty this time around. Um, we'll do a little something probably. We'll get our hands a little dirty, but we're going to actually kind of contract out. We've now learned a lot and we love the contractors that we have. So It sounds like a lot of people online have a lot of questions about finances, real estate, stocks. Um, yes. And so we'll, we'll kind of get into that as well to answer some questions. I know... Um, Put that in the questionnaire, how you would want us to go through yes, a, because, yes. okay, we, I don't want to say we, you, but we're married. So we partake in stocks. We do, we have many financial conversations with real estate agents, um, yeah. uh, tax investors. strategists, investors. Yeah. We have a lot of, and I've said this many times, like we are not, we did not come from families that like knew this shit. Like we were not raised just yeah. being like our parents just did it. So we learned through them. He, I will give you mad props on this. He has spent hours on end on Google, on Instagram, finding Instagram pages of people that share their knowledge, DMing them, meeting with them. Now you're like friends with so many people that have hundreds of thousands of followers that literally talk about real estate or tax strategies and like stuff like that. Like he's really put in the groundwork and he has just absolutely progressed our life in so many different ways of that. So he, one of his best friends is... Yeah, a lot of my friends are very deeply rooted into... Yes. So stocks and real estate. We also yeah. have someone... Um, we've, we, we've talked about him on Instagram many times. His name's Stock Market Wolf. Um, that we've talked to. He's one of his best friends. And now we're like, hey, would you want to do like a live with us? So we can talk to Instagram because I mean, he's got quite a few followers. I've got followers on Instagram. So we've talked about that. Like, would someone want it? Would you want to see it in a live with Stock Market Wolf and Raphael and me just sitting there staring yeah. at them because I don't know anything? Um, actually, let me not discredit myself. I know a lot, but I wouldn't yes. I wouldn't speak on that. Um, would you, you know want it in finance, a podcast episode? Would yeah. you want it in like, how do you want to see it? Um, so maybe answer that in our questionnaire box, because I know that there's so many people that are like, Hey, like, how the hell do you get there? And trust me, we started with $10. Like we started yeah. investing with 10 fucking dollars. Like we're yeah. not sitting here saying we had 10,000 and we just put it in. Yeah. We were not in that mindset. Like, and we didn't have those funds. Again, we didn't even have a honeymoon cause we couldn't afford it. And you were trading before that, like and just $10. doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Just doing a lot of stuff before. So even we started from the ground up and I again say we, it was really all Raphael. So if you have any questions on that, let me know on Instagram how you want us to answer that because we've gotten it so many times. We just don't know how to share the one thing about live is you can't go back and see it. So yeah. I don't know how maybe one day when actually we should talk about Andrew when we're out in California, maybe it would be beneficial to bring the podcast and do one with him. 
Yeah. Um, we can yeah. maybe even consider doing that. Um, so anyways, we'll talk about that. Also go ahead and ask us any questions you may have, um, along any lines. I know that there's a lot of gaps missing. We kind of just like bounced around with a bunch of different topics. Again, I love doing that because it just gets to be real. It, you really get the real answers out of the both of us. Cause I'm just coming up with the questions last second. Yeah. You definitely get um, the real. So definitely. head over to Instagram. We will see you next week on part two of our one year of marriage and I hope you have a wonderful day. Have a blessed week. Have a great weekend. We love yes. you so much. We love you. And what else? Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.